Amen. For he is worthy to be praised. Come on, somebody take dominance over your flesh right now. Somebody take dominance over your mind right now. And just begin to lift your voice uh, to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Uh, there is no God but thee, Yeshua, our God. Amen. The God that was uh, and is and is to come. Uh, the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. Uh, darkness is beginning to flee in this place. Oh, God, we need you tonight. God, I lift up Brother Charles right now. And God, I'm praying, God, for that inflammation. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. God, you have demonstrated your healing power this week. And God, you will continue to heal. God, we lift up Sister Dorinda. Lord, I'm believing, God, that there's no complications. Uh, and the doctors are dumbfounded at your capability. Lord, God, begin to move into this service tonight. From the youngest to the oldest. Uh, God, begin to blow into this place, God. Breathe on us, God, until our heart is new. God, trouble the water of our life, uh, that we may be blessed, God. Lord, I need you tonight, and we are desperate for you tonight. Uh, move amongst your sons and your daughters. Amen. Our ensemble will make our way to the platform if we could get some lights on. Amen. Is anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord? Now it's time to socialize with Jesus. Amen. Now is the time to have a conversation with Jesus. Amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Remember to pray for our pastor and Sister White for traveling mercies. They'll be home tomorrow. Continue to pray for our church. Elder, pray for this country. I have never seen, I mean, I haven't lived a whole long time, but I've never seen the country in this state and things becoming so ungodly so quickly. I mean, the Bible says what there was good will be evil and evil will be good. They'll be the lovers of pleasures instead of the lovers of God. Amen. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. And we're seeing things transpire so quickly that it is a narrative of ungodly things that they're willing to go to the streets for ungodly things. Amen. And so we need to pray as a church. Amen. We need to pray for our community. Amen. And we know that inflation is the highest it's been in 40 years and things are expensive. But allow me to reiterate, I have never seen the righteous forsaken Amen. or his seed begging for bed. Amen. The children of Israel have been through this, but worse. I'm believing that God will still show his hands in the Amen. midst of everything. And there's nothing Congress could do about it. It is only God. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? And let us praise the true king who has the government on his shoulders. Let us worship him.
clap of praise tonight. Can somebody give a shout out to the Ancient of Days? Amen. As I've said in once, and I'll say it again, man, I have been to 13 countries. I've been around the world, but better is one day in his house than a thousand elsewhere. Amen. And I've been to Jerusalem, but nothing's like the house of God. Amen. I want to be in his house. I want to be in the midst of Jesus. Amen. And that needs to be our desire. Better is one day in his house than a thousand elsewhere. God, put me with you. Place me with you. God, bring us into your courts. Let us worship him.
a house of restoration. God, bring us to the house. God, bring me to your real estate, God. God, begin to sweep into this place, God. Your house, your house, let your glory fill this temple. house there is love in this house there are countless second chances in this house old things pass away and he makes all things new in this house is fellowship in this house is family in this house there is power in this house there is a wind beginning to blow in this house there is a fire in this house uh, God begins to move uh, in this house he can show his wonders God begin to move in your house uh, God help us uh, to be attentive help us to be attentive oh God to your presence here today God let your glory fill this place uh, God I want to be in such a way that I can't even minister but fall before you God and your glory somebody begin to lift your voice right now I'm believing that chains uh, will break in this house uh, strongholds will fall in this house uh, somebody believe with me here tonight oh God we thank you we thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus we're going to continue to sing. God is waiting on the one here tonight. Those tears that you are crying are not in vain. It has gotten God's attention. Come receive the healing. In Jesus' name.
Oh, can we just appreciate our everything right now? Our first love. God has been so good to us and so kind to us. Amen. We are truly living in a world that is becoming hopeless to those without Jesus. Jesus is the, as they would say in Hebrew, the ha-tikva, the hope. We are saved by hope. It is something to hold on to, to see Jesus face to face. And whatever we are going through tonight, and I really sense that our mind is on that thing that we are going through. That situation has dominated our thoughts here tonight. But be reassured that he is our hope. He's the one that keeps us going. That hope of seeing him. That hope of just encountering Jesus face to face. Where he says, well done, that good and faithful servant. You have endured because you leaned on me. He's my hope. And tonight I pray that God amplifies our faith. God amplifies our hope. And we need to rely on him. It's not in us. It's nothing we can do. It's him. I have to decrease that he may increase. And in my weakness, my vulnerability, and when I fail, he's ever stronger. And tonight, somebody needs their hope to be alive. Somebody needs a resurrection Sunday for their hope. Somebody needs a regeneration. That means I'm bringing back to life our hope. Let it be a quickening, a giving of life to your hope here. And I know that I am speaking truth to somebody here. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. All of this is going to be worth it. When I see him face to face, and I learn a new song that the angels haven't even been taught, and I'm there like him, standing before the one, the holy one, the ancient of days, to the one that sits on the throne. Not the three, the one that sits on the throne. Let somebody be encouraged with hope. God, inject hope into the atmosphere. Saturate hope, God, amongst your children. Somebody get your mind into subjection. Somebody bring those thoughts that destroy your hope. Bring it down. Every imagination and every stronghold here tonight in Jesus' name. Let hope arise.
Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight? Maintain your hope. Cherish your hope. And be the caretakers of your hope. And don't let anything compromise or affect your hope. With God, all things are going to be okay. Amen. You may return to your seats this evening. Amen. Several announcements to go through. Don't forget the end of this month, Sunday, May 29th, we have our church fellowship. That's Memorial Day weekend. It will begin at 5 p.m. here at the church. Don't forget the sign-up form in the foyer for dishes and drinks. Don't forget 4 o'clock. Amen. One team, one fight. Many hands make light work. Amen. And that brings, that brings unity together. That brings a cohesion together. When we're working together and we're working towards a vision or a goal, I'm telling you, it brings people together. Amen. I remember when we worked uh, at the campground for the AC of JC, and there was a massive crew from uh, New Life Apostolic Church. Elder, you remember that. And we were working, but there was a unity that came through it. Like, man, we brought together because we slept on concrete together. You know, I got on an on a eight-foot ladder, and I'm already 6'4". I am not a fan of ladders, but we did it together. Elder had to sit there, Brother John, I got you. Amen. He'll catch you. <laughs> Amen. But what I'm saying is that when we come together, when we put our mind together in a goal, that is unity. Amen. That's a cohesion amongst ourselves. Amen. So we need help that day at 4 p.m. Don't forget youth and youth parents. Amen. We're going to be having a youth fellowship at the Brown White Farm at 1 p.m. Saturday. We're going to do some archery. We're going to play some volleyball. We're going to do some basketball, and we're going to be doing some barbecuing as well. Just a good time with the youth, and as I said, youth parents, you're more than welcome to join us as well. Amen. You can hang out with the chickens or the dogs. You can help me just hang out, go work the garden, whatever it is, but it's fellowship. Amen. And remember, we need to continue to pray for our pastor, Sister White. They'll be back tomorrow. They are out of town. Our church retreat is happening next month, June 28th through the 30th. Looking forward to seeing Brother and Sister Rayner, all the breakout sessions, and just a good time in unity and fellowship. Don't forget our code of conduct expectations form. Don't forget the registration form so we could get a good head count and to determine what breakout sessions that we are going to be participating in. I know Brother Charles has already worked on a menu, worked on several uh, on a schedule as well, and looking forward to that. Amen. Is anybody excited about that? I certainly am. Now, I'm going to reiterate because I'm excited. It's, it's unclassified now, right, our top secret project. We are going to be updating all our software platforms. Uh, we have an app that has gone to the Google developer. I did that last week. And the Apple developer, they're working on that now. Uh, raise your hand if you would like to be a beta tester. That means that you're going to take it upon yourself to test the app for the church. Amen. And as I said, it's the Google store and the Apple store. As soon as beta testing is up, I will let you know. And your job, you're going to let me and I'll let Subsplash know if there's any glitches. As I said in the app, it's going to be a good way to connect us and to those that have been listening overseas. 
It's going to have a good Bible study on it with a digital Bible. It's going to have communication. It's going to have events. We're going to have messaging. We're going to have the live stream on there, the podcast on there. Everything with the church is going to be consolidated. And I'm telling you, it looks amazing. The website is getting updated New, new pictures, a nice cool drone shot, just because I'm the guy building the website and it looks cool. Amen. And so we are upgrading everything. And you, if you went online to give giving this morning, you can see that Subsplash is starting to be integrated into that. Subsplash giving is very easy. You click on it, you put your name, the amount, and what uh, account that you want, whether it's tithe, half shekel, or just general or building fund. We're breaking down very easy, and it is a good way to support our church. Amen. And when we do the big launch, I don't know if we're going to have a launch party, as they say. Maybe pastor will be like, okay, let's pray for our app. Have you all ever heard of those big app launch parties, and then it completely crashes? It's kind of like when Elon Musk rolled out the cyber truck, and he said, this thing's bulletproof. And so he took a ball bearing and, and threw it at the window, and it completely shattered. And he said, well... It's like, it's okay, man. You invented your own rockets. You're fine. In Jesus' name, that's not our app. But when it does go live and we're able to download, I'm excited to see what God will do with it. Because it is an international worldwide ministry and a way to connect us as a church. Amen. Is there any other announcements this evening that I may have missed? Do we have a date set yet? Just thought I'd ask. <laughs> oh, you have a date? I wasn't putting you on the spot. Oh, okay, you got a date. All right, let me know. I'll save that date. Amen. Excited. I'm so excited for you all. Amen. Well, if there are no more announcements, amen, we're going to receive our Sunday night tithe and half shekel offering. We're going to sing another song as we transition into preaching this evening.
Lord a hand clap of praise here tonight. Amen. Our ensemble may be seated. Once again, it is good to be amongst family here at the house of God. What a service we had this morning, man. Many were touched during the praise and worship, and I celebrate, celebrate and glorify God for that. Amen. We give honor to the Lord my God. Give honor to my pastor for entrusting me with the services in his absence. I'm going to be reading a very familiar scripture. It's going to be 2 Kings chapter 4. We're going to be going through verses 24 through 35, but I'm starting just at 24. Amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. And I'm excited to see what God is going to do with his children here tonight. I pray that perspectives are changed. There's a veracity for the things of God, a desperation and urgency for the things of God after this message tonight. And then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. That means hurry up. I don't want you to slow down. You're putting this donkey in fifth gear and you're going until I tell you to stop or slow down. Amen. If we feel comfortable in doing so, can we put our Bibles down and begin to get our minds on the Lord? I know we're in transition and we got a lot of things going on, but we've got to put our minds to subjection. We've got to control our thoughts and begin to get our minds on the Lord. Can we lift our hands here tonight? Lord God of Jacob, I thankful God for you and that you are with me in the good times and the bad times. I have trust in you, God. Lord God, continue to give me trust, uh, to trust you with my entire heart and lean not on my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge you and you shall direct my path. God, tonight I pray that you encourage, uh, God, my brother and sister in you, God, that no matter the situation, God, that you are there and you are in control. The Lord that giveth and taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord, for you are good and you are kind and you are faithful. The devil is a liar here tonight and the father of all lies. And God, tonight I pray that the voice of truth uh, is the loudest in this place here in Jesus. Jesus' name. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. You may be seated. Tonight, I like to preach this particular thought. It will be okay. I'm going to say it again because I know we still have some transitions happening. No matter what you are going through, and what befalls you, it will be okay. God is still on the throne in the midst of your sorrow. Our God is the ancient of days. That means that his timeline is greater than our problems. That means that he has gone before us and made a way to victory. Whether it's in our own understanding or not, it will be okay. And some of us are struggling within ourselves tonight, contemplating, wondering, questioning. I don't know if it's going to be okay. But with God leaning on him, not leaning on our own understanding and trusting him, I'm here to declare to you and to submit to you that no matter what transpires, if you lean on him, it will be okay. The devil is a liar. And the father of all lies. Your flesh 
is a liar. Every scheme of man is a lie. Every plot of every demon is a lie. The voice of truth is here to say, lean on me, run to me. My name is a strong tower where the righteous can run to it and be safe. I am your hiding place. Amen. So we have a very familiar scripture. We have a, a woman that uh, pulls out her family donkey and she tells her servant, I want you to go and I don't want you to slow down. We are going to put this donkey, I don't care if it passes out, we are going to continue to go. I'll tell you when it's time to stop and I'll tell you when it's time to slow down. Who are we talking about? What has brought this woman to such an urgency to leave with her donkey? What has put such a drive into the heart of this woman to leave and to go on some kind of mission? We are talking about the famous Shunammite woman. This was a, as a, they called her, a great woman. She was older in age along with her husband. And she saw and heard of the great exploits of Elisha, who was the protege to Elijah, the one that called down fire. Amen. This prophet. And she had such a burden for the man of God that she saw him going to and fro on the missions of God and said, I will prepare for you a room. A bed, a table, a candlestick, and you come rest, man of God. Because I know that when you are within my walls, since you are the representative of God, God's in the midst of that. Have we prepared a room for God in our house, spiritually? Have we desired to be so close to God that I say, this room is for you, God. I want you right in the midst, Jesus. Because when he's within the walls of my house, there is comfort. When he's in the walls of my heart, there is peace. When he's in the walls of my heart, there is joy. We've got to have such a desperation in our heart that I will bring him to my very private place, to my very personal place, right in the midst of my house. I want God in the midst of the house. She understood that concept. Hey, Prophet, would you like to eat at my table? Prophet, I want you right here because I know that you are the representative of God. You are the voice of God. And so she had this encounter with Elisha, built him a room, and she said, and he said, what is your desire, woman? Uh, well, we're, we're a little bit older, but I would, I would be blessed to have a son. As we call Hadassah, she's our rainbow baby. She's our miracle baby. God blessed us with Hadashah. She's, all my children are special, but she's our rainbow baby because she was birthed out of grief. And this was the Shunammite's rainbow baby, this son. And so she became pregnant and, and had this precious child that was given of the Lord. Loved him. Cherished him. Because it was God's miracle. It was God's promise. And we've been there, parents, can you imagine the love and the adoration she had for this son? Just like a, an Abraham and a Sarah, God showed his wonders despite age. Despite how old someone is, God still shows wonders. And so the son was with his father where they said the reapers. That means they were at the harvest. And so we know that he was working at the harvest 
And all of a sudden, he began to complain about my head, my head. He, he had pain in his head. And I've read many theologians that maybe it was a brain aneurysm, maybe it was heat stroke, maybe it was a blood clot, but all we know is that it struck him sick. And I have been a victim of heat stroke. I know how it is to work in the desert place. And so this child, this this promise, this rainbow baby, this everything that God had promised was dying within the walls of this woman's house. We know that she prayed on her knees till noon and the child had died. I can't even comprehend. Let's be real. We read about somebody that's thousands of years old, but we don't, we don't take the time to comprehend what she went through. She was a real person with real emotions, real feelings, real thoughts, and she lost this promise of God, but that did not stop her. She said there's still hope, and so she took the boy's body and laid it in the prophet's bed and told her husband, I need you to go ahead and get the family car, which was the donkey. We're going to go see the man of God. She still had a hope within her heart. And if we are not careful, we stop at the devastation. If we can keep our mind on the Lord here tonight and see what he does. If we are not careful, we stop at the devastation. And we allow that to define our testimony. This woman would not stop until God began to move. I'm going to see the prophet. Get this donkey and I'm going to go see the man of God. I've got to go see Elisha. Do we have a determination in our heart where I've got to go see my God in the midst of my devastation? But if we are not careful, our pain defines us. Our loss stops us. If we're not careful, what we go through cripples us and disables us spiritually. But this woman said, I'm not stopping because there's still hope. So she got the donkey, and I've got to go see the prophets. Next verse, please. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass, when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Obviously, she made an impact in this prophet's life. under determination and a faith. To get the attention of the prophet. And I've been to Mount Carmel. Brother Scotty, what of you, right? You see all the Megiddo Valley, the Valley of Armageddon and all its beauty. And you have a good vantage point. Obviously, this woman in her hardship and having such heartbreak and desperation got the prophet's attention from the top of the mountain. That's the Shudamite woman that had the faith to believe that God could still give miracles despite her age. I'm wondering if we have that type of faith tonight. That God still can do all things. When all seems hopeless, I've got to get to the house of God. I've got to get to the man of God to pray for me. I've got to be where God is. Amen. Next verse, please. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. 
That is the statement of all, of all of creation. The sun had already died. Her rainbow baby had already died. Her miracle had already died. But she said it is well. Because I believe that God could still move. But I believe that no matter the circumstance, it's going to be okay. The God that giveth and the God that taketh away, but blessed be the name of our God. And us that may be enduring something here tonight, do we still say it is well? Or has our hardship crippled us? Are we handicapped by our pain? But here's this woman with determination. I can imagine her riding that donkey till the donkey passed out, crawling up to the man of God. It is well with my child because God is in control. No matter what happens, it's going to be okay. I pray this resonates in somebody's heart here tonight. My God is still a miracle-working God. My God has the final word. My God has the final say. Amen. But she said it as well, Evan. Elder, we like to say it, but do we have the faith to say it? Could I do that? You know how we are sometimes? No, it's horrific. It's terrible. Or it is well. What an act of faith by this woman that this mother, her only child that had died right in front of her, this miracle baby, this promise that had died right there, she saw his last breath, and she still said, it is well. I pray to even have an ounce of faith like that. When I'm in the most desperate of circumstances, I have the faith to say it is well. Because God is still in control. And here tonight, God wants to remind you, it is well. And it is going to be okay with whatever you're enduring here tonight. Don't let it stifle you. Don't let it hinder you. Don't let it stop you in your tracks. And trust God. Run to him like this woman and see God's hand. Amen. Next verse, please. I love this part. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. Oh, desperation. Beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. Amen. I'm desperate. Desperate man of God. I need, I need God to move because he was a representative of God. The prophets were the voice of God. God, I've got, I'm going to hold on to you because I know that God can still do something. And what happened? But Gehazi came near to thrust her away. That means, hey, leave my prophet alone. Don't touch him. Just like Jesus had to rebuke a few of his disciples when there was a desperate woman. Aren't you glad that God says, leave them alone? They're vexed in their spirit. That means they're heartbroken. That means they're broken on the inside. They're broken in their mind, broken in their heart. I'm thankful that when there are individuals that try to shush me away or thrust me away, there's a God that says, leave them alone. They're vexed in their hearts. 
And I pray that us as a church who is praying for unity has the discernment and an understanding and a sensitivity to see our brothers and sisters not to act where we begin to thrust them away, but understand they're vexed in the heart. God does not thrust us away, but he carefully brings us into the shadow of his wings. Amen. Let her alone. Her soul is vexed within her. She is broken. And tonight I sense that there are some individuals vexed by circumstances, vexed by their emotions, vexed by their thoughts. But God is ready to give you a path to success, letting you know that it is going to be okay tonight. Amen. Let's continue with that verse. And the Lord hath hid it from me and hath not told me. But he sensed it. He could have said, woman, leave me alone. I'm busy. I'm on Mount Carmel doing God's business. But he said, whoa, she's vexed. Can you imagine what would happen in this community if we had the sensitivity to understand the heart of people being vexed? Can you imagine what would happen if your coworkers, where we stopped looking at them through our own eyes, saying, man, they got an attitude. There's a very good probability that they are vexed within their spirits. That they need God. Can you imagine what would happen in our church if we had the sensitivity and the discernment to sense the heartbreak of each other? God didn't tell me, but I know I need to pray for you. Mike Brown, you've been in those situations with your customers where God had given that discernment. Let me, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to pray for you. Wow, can you imagine the impact we would have in Colleen and Belton and Temple and Holland if we did that? Next verse, please. Then she said... Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Just like Moses had a conversation with God. You have brought us out of Egypt. Are you really going to allow us to be destroyed? Are you really going to allow us to go through this? She was saying, you promised me a son. Didn't you promise me this, this promise? Amen. And she's speaking out of heartbreak. Next verse, please. Then he said to Gehazi, gird up thy loins, and take my staff in thine hand, and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any man salute thee, answer him not again. And lay my staff upon the face of the child. So Gehazi had the orders, take the staff. You're going to go to the child. You're not going to greet anybody. If they say hello to you, you're just going to walk by. You're not being rude. You're on a mission from God. And you're going to lay the staff upon the child. We know that there's no power in the staff, but it's the faith that went forth. What's the next verse? And this, right here, before we transition to verse 30, this is what God wants from us. I hope we're listening tonight because some of us have endured it. And this is what God is asking of us here tonight. Next verse, please. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. Right there. The prophet said, was insinuating, hey, go with my servant, take the staff. And she said, no, no. As long as I live, I'm not going to leave you. Amen. As long as my soul liveth, I'm not going to leave you. And that's what Jesus wants to remind us tonight, this woman that was in such grief. I'm going to be right there where God is. Amen. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to hold on. And God is just saying, you hold on to me, 
out of all desperation and be reminded that it's going to be okay here tonight. And he arose and followed her. That was persuasion. When do you agree, Elder? The prophet said, well, this woman's determined. All right, I'm going to go. Next verse. And Gehazi passed on before them. He led the way. And laid the staff upon the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Amen. We, we laid the staff, but there was no life. Where? Be go ahead. Because God was ready to show his wonders, to remind this woman that it was going to be okay. She had to be present. That it could be annotated in the pages of biblical history of this great wonder. Continue, please. Wherefore he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awake. Means alive. Verse 32, please. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. His bed. That bed that was made for the man of God. If there's a situation with my family, I've got to put them to where God dwells. He could have been in his own bed, but I want to put him where the man of God was. I want to put him where God's representation was there. Because I know maybe desperately that the prophet was there. Maybe God could begin to move. We've got to put our situations as close to God as possible. Amen. And then it's going to be okay. Next verse, please. He went in, therefore, and shut the door upon them twain, and prayed unto the Lord. Amen. Next verse. And he went up and lay upon the child, and put his mouth upon his mouth, and his eyes upon his eyes, and his hands upon his hands. And he stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. It's going to be okay. It is well. Faith. It's not our timing, but it's God's timing. It's not our way, but it's God's way. It could have been easy that it was just a staff, but God wanted to demonstrate his wonders to this woman. Wanted to demonstrate God's capability to every follower in times past, in the times of the future, that God is going to show. His timing is perfect. His outcome is is perfect. Last verse for tonight. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times. That's that perfect number. And the child opened his eyes. Praise God. Amen. Amen. This evening, some of us have lost so much. Some of us are struggling with so many things here tonight. But I pray tonight that we have that faith to say it as well. It's, it's going to be okay. We have to have a determination to run to God in the midst of our problem. Because a shooter white woman could have gone to doctors, could have gone to a pharmacist, could have gone to everything that they knew. But she knew to run to God for her promise. Did you hear what I said? Her promise. And tonight, God wants to remind us that it's going to be okay as my wife comes. Can we stand to our feet here tonight? And I pray that this message, that we've heard this before, but we apply it to our situation. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands?
my spiritual family, brothers and sisters in the Most High, begin to speak to him right now. Don't be distracted by anyone else. That woman wasn't distracted by anything. She was determined to go to where hope was. God, I'm struggling. God, I'm going to be transparent and real. I'm struggling here tonight, and I don't know if I can go on. God, that promise, what you have said, God, I don't know, God, if I can trust it. But God, I need you to restore hope here tonight. God, give me the faith to say it's going to be okay. Give me the faith here tonight, God, to say that no matter what is transpiring, it is well. God, begin to move on your sons and your daughters tonight, God. Move on your children, God. We need you. God, move on the one that is uncertain about coming to this altar. But God, you're tugging their heart, saying, get up on the donkey and ride to me just to encounter Somebody grab onto his feet here tonight and watch his wonders. God, begin to move. God, we need you. These altars are open. We'll pray for you. God, move into this place tonight in Jesus' name. Don't let your devastation hinder you from coming to this altar here tonight. Don't let others distract you from getting on the donkey to the answer to your prayer. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, God, move into this place. To the one, to the one. I rebuke every spirit of distraction in this place. That's it. We have some that are coming. One team, one fight. Can we just get, begin to pray all over this place? God, I sense that somebody is vexed in their soul. God, hear us. Hear us tonight, God.
would just come to the altar tonight and see what God, God is tugging on the heart of a few. Have the faith to take the first step. The faith to step out of the boat. Jesus. He is working in the waiting for his glory and my good. He is bringing down my mountain in ways only he could. He is right here to handle a world full of care. To answer the calls of my prayer. He is right here. He is right here to catch me as I'm letting go. To grab me as I lose control. He several that are praying. And Lord bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night. These altars are still open and God is moving. Amen. Let's give space to those that are praying. May the Lord bless you tonight.